Welcome to Curiosity Public Podcast. My name is Dutch. My name is Jules. This is Angelic, Dylan. Your timeline of all your monikers is going to be off between the podcast and the episode. I was going to edit some other episodes. I'm like, oh, wait, I haven't finished all the deferential Dylan episodes. I got to do those first. I'm convinced that it's going to be, no one's going to care. I don't think anybody cares. Nobody cares. I've, I've stopped caring. I don't care. <laughs> I care. I care. Oh, yes. We're back with another podcast. I think we're on a, a winning streak for podcasts. We've actually had a several several in a row, right? Yeah, because I think well, that so we, we, should we got a new editor. It's a winning streak in that we get early on time with recording and editing and pushing well, it. And our new editor. Yeah, new editor. Al? What's his name? <laughs> Wally. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, Max Hedman. Uh, we got a, a fun topic today. One of our uh, non-whiskey related or non-spirits related topics. Um, but of course, we will start off talking about what we're drinking. Dylan, you're f- almost finishing your glass. You want to go first? Are you yeah. going to pour, pour a fresh pour? I don't know, man. Okay. This is a fresh crack of this bottle. See if you can guess. Is that a Russell's? No. It's Envy? It's a Makers. Woodford. Woodford bottle. Yeah. Yeah. That's the 124.7. Yeah. It's a little more oaky than I remember it. Yeah. That was. No, that was oaky, man. I remember I liking remember. it. The fresh 124.7. Yeah. No, it was good, but. I liked it. The, yeah. the room is still good, but. Maybe we were just drinking crappy stuff that day and we tasted it and we're like, wow, this is good. Awesome. It's possible. possible. Anyway, I'm going to I'm gonna let it open up a little bit. It yeah. was just a, it was a neck pour, though. So. I don't regret getting the backup bottle either way because I take those bottles. <laughs> I, I, ha- I have it right here. Boy. Awesome. All right, Jules, what you got? So since Dylan's going for a fresh crack, you know what that means for me. What is it? Maker's Mark reserve. regular. Special reserve. Uh, <laughs> a special reserve just for me. Wow. Screw top. Still a screw top. Screw top. Which I don't understand what's up with Weller. Like they made the 107 and the the foolproof cork. Cork. Or cork tops. And then they left special reserve, which I understand leaving special reserve. But then they left Weller 12 too with the screw top. Weller 12. I don't know about the single barrel because you never see that or the CYP. Of the ones that are actually out there, an odd mishmash. Maybe it's based on proof. Good Lord. Yeah, Maybe. boring conversation. All right, my topic, my bottle. I'm a screw top. This is a hell of a spot. Let me see. Barrel proof. I'm going to guess A123. It is actually C23. a private barrel. Oh, it's private barrel. It's a tenure. I have never had one of these before. I don't know why. I just never bought any of them because I was always like, eh, why am I going to spend more money on a nine tenure? But I actually found one for really cheap. It was like 70 bucks. So Wait, I where did you get tenure. the tenure? Wow. Just from my recent travels. It was just sitting oh, in a grocery store. Oh, yeah. And grabbed Should, it. I actually have a tenure also. Private. This isn't a fresh crack. I've been into this quite a bit. They're really enjoyable. All right, then I'll bring that bottle. I need to get rid (laughs) of it. No, I I like everything, but I got to get rid of stuff. They're super drinkable. And this is one of those perfect examples of these tend to just sit on the shelf at 70, 80 bucks. They're high proof. This one is 120, 10 year age stated, and people lose their minds over inferior bottles that cost two, three times as much. But anyway. We could go on and on about that, but instead, let's go on and on about this something is, this completely. Is not, this is uh, Dutch hates everybody episode number. Two. Finish that story. He's <laughs> changing that. Jules keeps changing the title, so I would write out the title <laughs> of the podcast, and one of the podcast episode was called Dutch hates. I always everybody. figured they were just suggestions, and then when I listen to it, it's like <laughs> completely you irrelevant. The, you need to let the AI start picking the titles. It is. I would say Dylan is amazing. Part. Oh yeah, yeah. I will say that. Yeah, Dylan. Oh, God. Anyway, our topic today is... We got a fun of, one. 
it's a fun one. It's a circuitous yeah. discussion of the Godfather movies by way of the amazing miniseries called The Offer that was on yes. Paramount Plus. Thank you, Paramount Plus, for not sponsoring this episode. Yeah. Uh, even though we're going to talk we about are it. sponsor free, <laughs> money generating free. We're in the, we're in the red, guys. <laughs> Permanently. We should call the we should call our podcast Always in the Red. Yeah, that's a good channel. Hey, good there you go. It matches uh, two of the three. Oh, and then it's going to get stolen. You know what? It's going to oh, yeah. get stolen by that other guy. By that guy, yeah. Ooh. He'll steal it. Ooh. Whatever. Anyway, so the offer, uh, for those of you that do not know, is the story or the embellished story, we'll say, of Albert Ruddy, who was the producer of the Godfather movies, or the first movie, at least. Yeah. And this is, it tells the, the story of how he hooked up with Francis Ford Coppola and Bob Evans to produce the original Godfather movie, which there was a lot of crap that they had to go through to get that movie made. And it's actually quite right. an amazing story. And I think we've all finally finished the miniseries. Right? Dylan, you said you just finished yeah, it. Yeah, we were just waiting on Dylan. No, I finished I it like literally 10 minutes ago. I saw it like last year or so. Yeah. Exactly. I don't really remember all the details. I don't sit around at home in you your underwear. In your underwear. Well, I hope you're stuff. not in my underwear. Yeah, I hope but... you're not. Yeah, I have things to do, folks. I am a very busy person. Sure. Sure. But anyway, so let's, let's the brief overview is that Albert Ruddy was he actually worked where was it the Rand Corporation? Yeah. CIA let me say that. Traffic. Okay, let, let yeah. me just say this. That was my dream. Was that? Like, that was my dream in high school. That was the goal. I wanted Rand, to work for the, the Rand, Rand Corporation. Corporation. No joke. It was either Rand or DARPA. That was my basically the same thing. Yeah. But anyway, he's like a super smart math nerd guy. And then he I think he somehow meets somebody in Hollywood and ends up pitching Hogan's Heroes. Yeah. And then pitch a TV show. And it takes off. It's great. Does really well. He gets his name out there. And then the next thing he wants to do basically is adapt Mario Puzo's novel to to a movie. Yeah. Wasn't it that he wanted to I thought it was just he just wanted to make a movie. And then, like, Godfather was the one, at least the book was, was like, the big topic and that he was... Yeah, it was Bob a bestseller. Yeah. yeah, it was a bestseller. And, like, Bob Evans pretty much told him, like, this is your problem. You got to make this into a movie kind of Oh, because they yeah. got the rights to it or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he just wanted to get into the movie business any way, shape, or form. And then he was handed this project. And so he he's actually, I guess, the one thing he should be properly credited for is, like, in the, in the team, anyway, that made The Godfather. So including Francis Ford Coppola, working with Mario Puzo, and then getting it produced so essentially he's with sam jackson of the avengers right <laughs> assembled avengers. he has his eye on all of them <laughs> like bruce wayne putting together the justice league Chirp. <laughs> oh by the way i finally watched the flash jules oh, oh good on that one <laughs> <laughs> okay oh, that, that's a, that's for another podcast. i actually hated loved it oh so. yeah no totally it's yeah. one of those that you totally love hate i hated oh, it man, more this than thing I loved had it. awesome elements yeah to it but overall it actually had potential but it was like so stupid just how they executed it okay getting back for another podcast yeah so before we we basically degenerate into just a recap i want to talk about this is a spirits podcast right so i want to talk about a couple things that they brought number one it's amazing how much like this is the 70s right oh man he's always drinking he pours a whiskey it was a four finger right it's called a four finger and then i think towards the end of the series drinks a mcteen 54 Mm -hmm. which at the time would have been an i think an eight year the mccallan eight this is 69 70 right movie came out what 72 yeah yeah they were drinking it at 72 if it's 1954 wait did i get that calculation right am i right no yeah, you're right. 18 years. Okay. 1954. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he was drinking an 18-year Macallan, and that's interesting. And I'm sure that the flavor was much better. It would have been the old He's basically old drinking a type of Macallan. I didn't see really too many other brands. At least that was the brand that they displayed. <laughs> I love, I love. I think, the CEO at one point, and he goes, yeah, it's like your scotches. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, you need a better shy. bar or something. No, it's yeah. just, oh, you need to get something that with more bite. Yeah. 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 We should talk briefly about the cast because I was actually really impressed. Because man, Rooster? they were spot on in finding these actors that looked and landed the mannerisms and like the intonations of how the Al spoke. The Al Pacino yeah, thing was a little distracting. That was okay. I meant more. I think that Miles Teller did a great job. Yeah. The guy that played Bob Evans was pretty impressive. Bob Evans. If, if you've ever yeah, seen him he, in other stuff, that's not what he sounds like at right. all. I, I always thought that he had nasal congestion in this. Yeah, yeah. totally. The, series, the whole thing. But, he sounded so nasal. Yeah, but he was. Like, if you smooth... act here how he speaks and how the real yeah. Bob Evans speaks, that's exactly British, his right? voice, man. Yeah. He nailed it. Or sorry, not the actor's British, though. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's yeah. slick. It's slick. And the guy that played Coppola actually looked a lot like him. I thought yeah. he did a great job. That's Giovanni Rubin. Oh, that uh, one was it first of all, yeah. terrible. Couple. I thought it was funny. Too. Gee, but no, it was hilarious. But it's just all right, Jules. Right, <laughs> Dang, Dylan. <laughs> he played Joe Colombo of the crime family Colombo, right. and so this story. We should have warned everybody. Spoiler alerts. Yes, but, throughout. Yeah. But this, it's not really. This is history. Like you can't give spoilers for history. It's, come on, father. <laughs> and don't spoil World War Two for me. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so there were like big sticking points along the way. So one of the big things early on was in the book. It's pretty clear that they're talking about Frank <laughs> Yeah, blue eyes. Puzo <laughs> made it pretty clear that in the book, there was a character that's basically supposed to be Sinatra. And right. Sinatra, using his ties to the mob, basically tried to get the movie shut down because he's, I don't want this to reflect me. So they, that was like one of the major rewrites that they had to do. And it's actually pretty amazing because I didn't realize how much Mario Puzo worked with Coppola yeah. to get the script right. Basically, much... it's Coppola who wrote the script. Yeah, he actually like, worked with Puzo, which... yeah. That's what was amazing, man. But My then... favorite part was the Frank Sinatra part, though. It's not just about this series, but there's there are other stories that talk about like Frank Sinatra's influence. Or I guess more like Ocean's <laughs> Teen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the original. You shook Sinatra's hand. Right. Yeah. No, that and I think there were stories from, I remember some documentaries about Sammy Davis Jr., and mm. like alluding to this behind the scenes, very powerful singer who pulled strings. And so I, I thought it was funny. I thought that part was so hilarious, right? Yeah, I mean, it, so basically Sinatra used his connections to the Gallo crime family to shut the movie down. But then Ruddy ends up, he ends up winning him over. Right? I can't remember how he does it. You saw it more recently, though, but he wins, wins him over eventually and then gets the crime family's blessing on it. No, and well, they end up kind of protecting him throughout the whole thing. He goes to Colombo and says, this is not I'll make it look good. about you guys. Yeah, We'll make compromises. You can, I think he won him over by saying, you can read the script. That's what and, it was, yeah. And then he said- you Give him like veto power, right? Yeah, and he, you, I think he's confident that he's going to approve it. He's going to love it. Yeah, and they faced pushback from Paramount. Um, oh, yeah, the whole way. They did not want to make this movie. Can you believe that, though, for over like, budget? budget? Yeah. yeah. Obviously, no one has a crystal ball to these things, but it was like, if they only knew like how much it would make. So they had to obviously cast people to play some very famous actors. So we should talk a little bit about right. that because we see a young Al Pacino yeah. and oh, of Dave course, Collins. what's his face? Marlon Brando, Brando. Who actually, I thought the guy playing Brando was- um, He wasn't a great- Oh, I yeah. think him. Let yeah. me see. Hold on. Let me pull up the cast. I was looking at the- Yeah, Justin Chambers played Marlon Brando. Let's see what else was he in. I think he was in Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Wow. 
who knew Dylan was such a Grey's Anatomy fan? I know. Yeah. But the, the Al Pacino thing was actually another one of those sticking points where the producer, sorry, the Paramount bigwigs did not want Pacino. So but, in real life. So yeah, yeah. That, that part's true. But Coppola was like dead set on him. He's like, that is Michael. Yeah. There's nobody yeah. else that can play this role. And I thought the actor that played him was like the perfect young. It's actually it's that one. With Honestly, the way he spoke and everything. I was said. like this timid. Like we always make fun of everything that Al Pacino says, right? Yeah. I mean, we're talking scent of a woman. We're talking about Ocean's 13. <laughs> yeah. about at a certain point where heat. Pacino crossed a line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> happened and, and around heat, I think. This series makes us like, I can't be a lead actor. I don't think I can be yeah. a lead actor. And right. I don't think I can act across whatever he's all super nervous he used to go into the like the water closet to ramp himself up and get ready all that kind of crazy things and we're like wait this is the guy who basically like yells in every scene right he doesn't act he yells (laughs) it's so good oh man yeah where's that line like when did he cross that line of the kind of timid like the character in the godfather i think honestly like scent of a woman was probably like the start oh yeah like you mean where he just starts yelling all the time i think it was between somewhere between that and heat like that's like the 90s right mid 90s and then after that yeah i think one of the biggest one was then by devil's advocate he was full it was after he was full blood right there same year was donnie brasco where he was subdued really good those two movies one where he's such a good actor one where he's so horrible (laughs) i don't think he was horrible I I just Devil's Advocate was worst movie. I love Devil's Advocate, man. Keanu. Oh, that's an entertaining movie. (laughs) Oh, but it's entertaining. Exactly. No, it's so over the top. It's so after that, he can't be a normal person anymore, right? It's just he is. He's the caricature, though. Yeah, which is hilarious. Yeah, it's Carlito's way. Maybe it was Carlito's way. No, he was pretty sick for that. Yeah, there were hints of it early on. Serpico. Yeah, and even in Godfather Two, it starts. You can see that. Yeah. You can see him getting to the yelling stage. (laughs) I love that. The yelling stage. Oh, wait. How about this? Remember Dick Tracy? Yes. That might have been where the method started to get to him. (laughs) Yeah, right? He was full on, right? Yeah. I think he was eating also something. Yeah, so it's long. like walnuts. Ah, yeah. <laughs> That's was like, Dick Tracy. Yeah, it was like I come. Yeah. Oh man, that guy. <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it was good. I was yeah, I just have to say, if you've ever seen The Godfather one and two, and you like those, which I love those movies, this is a must watch. I think. Yeah. yeah, but so also, even if you haven't seen The Godfather, first of all, yeah. you should watch them. Go sure. watch them. But then also, if you're just into watching a take on behind the scenes of how they produce something like that kind of movie, this is just a really well put together show. It's a great yeah. show, but I also have, it's very made up. Yeah, yeah. a lot of it is embellished, embellished right. because embellished, it's obviously yeah. mostly from Al Ruddy's perspective. Well, he makes himself yeah. look like he's like the superhero. Exactly. Right, he's taking the beatings from the actual mob and then yeah. from production and everybody, right? And then yeah, from he, the bosses. At he Blue falls Western. on the sword. Yeah, he falls right. on the sword every episode. And yeah. so he's basically the hero, right? Yeah. This is a Marvel movie, except this is a fighting production. But I, I was actually really impressed with the guy that played him because i had only seen him in a couple of things before project x which was actually a really awesome movie i don't know if you guys have seen that Project x that sounds familiar have i seen that i don't remember that but i remember him from like when he He was divergent yeah i just i had really only seen uh, top gun no whiplash I never watched that. Project X, yeah. I just saw that on here randomly. I don't even know if he was really in it. But you guys have never seen that? No, I have not seen this movie. 
Cool. That's good. I guess he had a bit part in it. I don't know. It just came up in his IMDb. But yeah, after seeing Top Gun, I was like, eh, he's, he's okay. And then seeing this, I was like, wow, he can really act. Pleasantly surprised. <laughs> yeah, for real, man. Like the way he changed his voice for this role, too. But he just took on the demeanor, scruffy. too. Yeah, and the demeanor. Yeah, it's impressive. But appreciate uh, him being like the son who needs to prove everything in Top Gun. I didn't actually. I didn't have an emotional connection to that movie. You know what? It's Dutch. <laughs> Do you like Iron Eagle? <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Oh, I don't really remember. Love it. Iron Eagle. Right again. It's so good. Yeah, Happy. But there were, I used to go over to one of my friend's houses in elementary school. Oh, yeah. And there were two or three things we did, right? We'd play Contra or Ooh. Super Technical. And then we would watch either one of the Star Wars movies or Top Gun. And for two years straight, I probably watched that it's movie like three times. I have no problem with Top Gun. Uh, I've had many afternoons with friends of the similar thing, other than it would be Contra and then Die Hard or, you know, what was that one with Chuck Norris? Delta Force. Delta mm. Force. I remember we watched that for a week straight. Oh, man. I just like, <laughs> it's like oh, frozen burritos and watching Star Star Wars movies or Top yeah. Gun. That was it. I don't know. And Red Dawn, maybe occasionally. Oh, Did you remember uh, Russian uh, Attack? Yes, I yes. don't. Yes. On the Nintendo. Man, what was that game? Let me look. Yes. It's like a knife. It was, it was terrible. It was terrible. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah, I think oh I'm gonna have to look God. for that. Oh, Russian. Oh, I do remember this. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Interestingly, look, looking just getting back hilarious. to the offer here. Originally cast to play Ruddy was Army Hammer. Yeah, who Before I guess he later got canceled. So he got. He didn't really get canceled for like abuse. He just did. He, he like. Like no, he did, did some weird, but it was like consensual, right? It was just weird. Yeah, I don't know if it was consensual. Oh, okay. So maybe yeah. he didn't get properly canceled. I don't know. But yeah, something would like he would like biting out of people. Yeah, maybe the real vampire. Wait, who's maybe. the other person who bit somebody? I forgot. The interview with the vampire. Somebody got arrested for biting. Like recently? Oh, no, this was like no. So somebody. What was it? I don't remember. But there was a lot of biting going on in the 90s. That's as bad as it got. Everything else got swept under the rug. Yeah. So anyway, the offer is a 10-part miniseries. Highly recommend it. Great time. Just really good storytelling. Great storytelling. Super fun to watch. Great acting across the board. Even if there's embellishment in it, I feel like it's just... It's still a good ride. Yeah, it's a great ride. It's super and fun. honestly, it made me want to go back and watch The Godfather. And literally, as soon as I finished that series, I went back and watched The Godfather again. Yeah, I have this thing with the original Godfather. Yeah. Is that fifty percent of the time I fall asleep? But it's a great movie to take a nap to because you know it so well and so lulls me into this sense of comfort. So <laughs> I pass true. out for the middle third, and then you wake up. You're like, oh, great! This is a cool part of the movie. But it's also for me a movie I love having playing in the background. Yeah, then I can focus on something. Yeah. Same thing. Like Godfather Two, I pay closer attention to though, but just because it's so much more engaging. But yeah. I was thinking that too, and I actually do agree. Like with everybody, number two is way better than number one, no doubt. And number three is useless. Well, it's funny with number three. For the longest time, I didn't know how long it took before they made that movie. Yeah, it was like, like a decade between, later. Right? Yeah, yeah. I never like for whatever reason it never clicked for me. It was just like, oh, okay. I just assumed maybe two or three years later, but no, it's a decade waiting for Al to get old enough. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So the budget ended up being for The Godfather. Somewhere around six to seven six, million. Yeah. Box office did two hundred and fifty to two ninety one is the range. Two hundred fifty million. So anyway, it was a huge success. I think didn't he strike out on his own after this, Ruddy? Yeah. He did the yeah, longest chart. And yeah. then didn't really have anything huge after that, right? A million dollar baby. Yeah. Stuff later with the uh, Eastwood, right? Yeah. Cry S- Macho. Eastwood, Mr. Eastwood. I'll run two. Yeah, interesting. And All right. You recently saw it. What? Any other closing thoughts? You're the most. You're the freshest eyes on this. No, a couple of things that stood out. First of all, Puzo smokes a lot of cigars. Yes. And he had it always in his mouth. 
And there was a lot of drinking. There were a lot yeah. of drinking. He's always drinking. Yeah. I was trying to figure out, do you know the, the restaurant that they always go to? So they had, they saved my seat. Do you know if that's Brown Derby or I don't know which one. Mm. I, think it, I don't think it. Yeah. The Hollywood. I don't think it's Derby because Derby, I think has a lot of pictures on the wall. Isn't it that? And I think bean, the decor is different. Barney's Beanery or something. Isn't that like a super popular one? Among the I think like what that, where that restaurant, I'm sure it's gone by now. There's all these like iconic Hollywood restaurants, right? Where everybody. I feel like the place in LA, when I lived in LA, that I saw the most famous people was always at the Grove. Yeah. Actually, you know what? The, I think it was the, what is it? The Century City Mall or something. I saw Seven of Nine. Oh, really? Jerry Ryan. Yeah. No, I, and then there's a, I shouldn't, I probably shouldn't divulge some of these places, but huh, I always- you hobnob with all the celebs. I always- Run back from name drop. Uh, because there was a, I used to go, I used to have lunch at this one place and that guy from Contact, the blind Which, guy. Oh, Jody Foster's friend. Oh, yeah, dude. What's his name? Um, Shoot. In Heat and in Batman. Uh, the Perfect Storm. Batman. Be- He's like not- super rich. Dark Knight. Dark Knight. <laughs> he was in Dark Knight. He was the bank guy. Yeah. Shoot. What is his name? I know it. Hold on. Let me think about it. Do you know who you're robbing? It's Fickner. Oh, William, William Fickner. Fickner. Yeah. Love that guy. Hey. You're forgetting about Equilibrium. Okay, so I used to have lunch, not with him, but he yeah. was always there and I would always have lunch and he's always Yeah, that's like how nice. I tell a story about how I used to work out with the guy from House, Hugh Laurie, because he happened to go to the same gym I went to when I lived in wow. Hawaii. Did you say hello? No, he always went on the rowing machine and I never did the rowing machine. Oh. So wait, I he remember... would literally be there at the same time you were at the gym? Yeah, because I used to go early in the morning with my roommate. And, yeah. uh, and he was like always in there working out. It was like right when House was still on the air, I think. You should ask, uh, can I spot you? Yeah. The other guy I yeah. saw was uh, The Grove. Oh, yeah. yeah. I always saw people at The Grove. I don't know why. And I never see anybody at The Grove. Yeah, I've seen a lot, actually. But when I do bump into them, it's I almost get into a conversation with them. Like the big one was Adam Sandler. We had a restaurant in L.A., his family was there and you could tell it was for his daughter's like birthday party. And he actually came up to our party and said, hey, guys, how's it going? As if he like knew us for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Yeah, no joke. And he was just headed to their men's room. Oh, I will say uh, there was a restaurant. Wait, were you there, Jules? When Phil Jackson and Jeannie Buss came in? Dude, that wasn't a restaurant. That wasn't a restaurant, dude. No, that was at the Laker game. No, this <laughs> is after they just won the championship. Oh, yes. No, we went to, I forgot the name, but it's like a famous a Chinese yeah. restaurant. No, it's not a Chinese restaurant. It was a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> it, it was, man. <laughs> this is the worst story ever, Oh, guys. man. No, remember we I were- I with my sister for that one. Okay, maybe no, but, then, then I wasn't No, we you. went to the Chinese restaurant that all the Lakers go to. There's one Chinese no, restaurant. No, there's, there's another restaurant. It's a French restaurant. And mm-hmm. you go to the Chinese restaurant. You go to the French. You see how you roll. I was sitting there and I think Phil came by. And mm. I basically said congratulations and shook his hand. Nice. And Jeannie Bus, yeah. Anyway. By the way, the, the place that they go and they offer is the Polo Lounge. Uh, Hills. Polo yeah. Lounge. Yes. Beverly Hills Hotel. Which is still yeah. there. It's still so, there. Yeah, yeah. No, I remember. I, I don't yeah. know. Have you been to the Beverly Hills Hotel? I used times. to have to go there once a year because at uh, one of the companies I worked for, that's where they always had their all hands. And it happened always the week after the whichever ceremonies there the the emmys or whatever it is or is it the whichever one the foreign press whichever one yeah they host it there and they would always still have all the stuff up whenever we were in that we were in that same conference room every Mm, year mm. it was always hilarious to me like how it took it take it all down yeah i would insider i know i remember going there and being somewhat disappointed but i could see why it was like the place to be it was like right. the old school place. To well, be, back right? in the day, it was completely different layout too, though, man. You know, where it was in the city. 
anyway. But yeah. now isn't that where where they go in the beginning of Fear and Loathing? Like when oh, he gets I the call at the restaurant, wasn't that there? Maybe they film a lot of stuff. A lot I love of that movie. I love. We should do an episode on that movie sometime. Yes, we should. That's yeah. worthy. All right, we've completely devolved. This episode started out with us talking about how great the offer was, and now somehow we're talking about random movies and Hollywood stuff, which is always fun for us, but you guys probably are like, guys, shut up. I know, because you guys are all Hollywood. You guys are all Hollywood and sold out. Let me just say, sold out. Yes, is the guy who hobnobs with William (laughs) William Fitchett on the regular. Can I tell you you his Uh, favorite? He he actually shook the hand of a cast member of the Godfather trilogy. This is true. And he touched him. That's true. Dylan but, is Andy Garcia's number one fan. Yeah, yeah. It's totally. scientific. No, but you know what? I think his favorite, Fickner's favorite lunch is actually a handmade. Mm. Oh, wait. So, wait, which mall was but that? This is a French restaurant? It's no, a different thing. Fickner was at the mall, right? You said? No, I'm not going to tell you where. I think I know which mall you're talking about. It's not the mall. Oh, it's not? No, okay. It's is it one of the mall. delis? Can't say. It's either Cantor's <laughs> or Junior's. It's... There are people there that still go there. So. Okay. Fair enough. And on that mysterious note. That Dylan protecting his <laughs> celeb friends, man. Whatever Hollywood allows. The famous we go to the Beverly Hills Hotel every we... year. Yeah, the company. Not me personally. <laughs> this guy. If we made a list of who's shook the most hands of Hollywood Elite, we know Jules is winning that one. Oh. Because yeah, he won't even true. tell us half of them. That is true. <laughs> He's always coming up with new ones. Oh, yeah, I met them. All right, Jules. <laughs> On that note, that takes so true. Anyway, thank you for listening to our podcast. If you like what we do, want to help us out, please sure check out our subscription membership program on Curiosity Private. How are you still so bad? I know it's it's new every time on YouTube called Curiosity Private, and it's also on Patreon. You get early access to review videos, unique content just for you. We are also selling t-shirts, which is another great way to help us out. Links are provided in the description. As always, stay safe, stay healthy, stay curious. He was one of the monsters. He was Luca. Luca Brazzi. Oh, he... Was he? Yeah. Isn't he? He's the one who who gets killed. Let's look it up. Wait, he really was? No, not in the actual Godfather, in the TV, in the offer. He was one of the actors? That's the character he played. Yeah. Oh. I didn't realize he was an actor. I thought he was a... Wasn't he a mob guy in the show, though? Wait, that was Yes, he was the mob guy who they... They put in the movie. Put in the movie. Yeah. Okay, got it. Wait, no, that's not Lou, is it? Yeah. Luca Brazzi. Oh, wow. I thought it was Lenny, like somebody else that looked like him. Lenny Montana was the guy's name. Luca Brazzi. He was good. He was good. He was really good. <laughs> yeah, he was. Uh, love that. All right. I did used to watch The Hulk. <laughs> totally. Do you remember when he was on Mr. Rogers? Yes, I do. <laughs> Amazing. All right, let's shut it down.